Hello everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Superhuman Podcast. I am your host, Renato Picasso, and together we will talk about the latest biohacks and scientific discoveries that will turn you from a human into a superhuman. And it all starts now. Hi, and welcome to the Superhuman Podcast. Today I'm interviewing Dr. Berman from Neuronic. Today's episode is all about cognitive enhancement through many different ways. So this is a very interesting episode uh, because Dr. Berman will guide you through the, the causes of mental decline and how we can make it better uh, in a number of ways. Uh, but we're going to talk a lot about the Neuronic device, which is such an innovative device that will change a lot of things when it comes to cognitive enhancement. Of course, this is a tiny fraction of all the parts that we're gonna talk about. For this reason, just relax, stay tuned, and enjoy the episode, which is coming right now. Uh, it's a pleasure to, to, to have you here on the, on the show. Welcome to the Superhuman Podcast. And Thank you, good to be here. Likewise, likewise. I was very uh, excited to have you on the show. Um, because of what you do and i have so many questions for you um so today we're gonna we're gonna talk all about cognitive function brain a little bit of mental health um and also want to share with with the audience what you do and what they can benefit from uh uh, from from your product um but first of all uh, i'd like to share with the audience uh something more about you and your background dr marvin okay well i started out being very interested in the relationship between the mind and the body. Mm. And I trained as a psychotherapist and as a psychologist, but was particularly keen on learning and understanding better about the mind and the body. And there was a tradition within the psychoanalytic tradition back when Sigmund Freud was first developing psychoanalysis, I mean, people, people don't remember that Freud was a neurologist. So his whole orientation was neurology and the functioning of the brain. But he only had the tools that he had in 1922 or three. You know, he had in the early 1920s, they didn't have the technology. But one of his students, was a Dr. Wilhelm Reich. And Dr. Reich, he started treating patients with in psychoanalysis, and he showed that when the patients became aware of their early trauma and okay. they experienced and they experienced the feelings that had been created by the traumatic experience, when they expressed those feelings, there was literally an increase in the measured voltage on the muscles that he was recording. So he was recording the voltage on muscles across the shoulders. And the when the patient became aware of what they were holding in and suppressing, when they expressed it, the voltage literally went up. Wow. So he realized that all of these intellectual concepts like libido, you've heard that term? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, it's not a it's not an intellectual concept. It's a real bioelectrical phenomenon that you can measure with a voltmeter in 1926. 1926. In 1926, right? That's like more than 100 years. It's like crazy. So when I saw that that was what was going on, I went, well, I'm not going to just sit and talk to people about their problems because they're carrying around all this tension. So I got interested in that kind of body-centered therapy. And one of them was called bioenergetic analysis. And that was developed by one of Reich's students, Dr. Lowen. So I trained in bioenergetic analysis and then got very interested in biofeedback. My, my interest then was looking at why there wasn't more interest in the scientific community and in the professional community. Why weren't people using these tools more and more? And I realized there was very little research in the, in the, in the scientific literature about brainwave biofeedback. So I set up the Quiet Mind Foundation hmm. as a resource to develop research on these tools that people had developed but not really published research in the mainstream literature. So we started doing research and figuring out ways to get this information out to people. So that's kind of how I got involved. And the light therapy came along while we were doing the research on dementia we saw that you could modify your brainwave activity with biofeedback and you could improve your memory and decrease the symptoms of dementia just with biofeedback alone. But then we saw that the infrared light could stop and alter the biological functions of in the brain that were actually causing the disease. So now if you use the, the light and you use the biofeedback, now you've got a very potent intervention. So that's where we've gotten to now. That is, that is amazing, Dr. Marvin. Yeah. You mentioned biofeedback and you mentioned photobiomodulations or red infrared. Um, okay. what, is, what is exactly biofeedback? Biofeedback is a technique that was developed almost 100 years ago where instruments that could measure a physical function like skin temperature mm -hmm. or, or, or muscle tightness, instruments that would give you that kind of measurement that would then display changes in those measurements. And so if you take a thermometer and you measure the change in temperature and you show somebody the change in the temperature, then you're giving them feedback about a biological function, biofeedback. So when you start to talk about that, you're actually teaching, giving somebody the ability to learn how to control a function in their body that they might have ordinarily thought was not possible to consciously control. So that's where the concept of biofeedback came from. And neurofeedback is just one type of biofeedback where what you're measuring is the electrical activity coming from your brain and you measure that with electrodes that you place in specific spots on your head and it measures the voltage the voltage coming from the brain that reaches the surface of the scalp 
And so if you get information on the screen showing you changes in those voltage patterns, you can then develop an ability to, in a sense, control and modify your brain electrical activity. So if we know what normal brain activity looks like, and we do, we can then compare someone's individual brain activity against the norms by age, gender, and whether you're left or right-handed. So we can see where you are in that normal range or where you're out, and then we can help train the person to bring their activity into normal range. This is amazing. And the reason why it's amazing, and I think you mentioned that before, is because my understanding is that the, the majority of population, majority of people, when it comes to mental health um, and, you know, behaviors and states of mind and so on, tend to believe that it's only something that, you know, you can, you can only fix through talk therapy and talking and so on. And they underestimate the fact that there is a lot of chemical involved, right? And, uh, uh, and in the case of neurofeedback, that's a very powerful tool because for, for the first time in history, I know it's been around for a while, but you can train certain action and certain behaviors and, and, and also eventually correct me if I'm wrong, just even change your, uh, response to things, right? So some people might get very anxious from a text message, for example, or, uh, and that's super, super powerful. Um, very, very exciting stuff. And you said you combining that with. with Exactly. Because what we also found out was if you can deliver light onto the scalp and you pulse the light at a certain rate, mm. your brain will notice the pulsing frequency and it will start to generate that frequency. So if I know that your brain is not producing enough uh, 10 hertz activity in the front of your head, I can pulse the light at 10 times a second on your scalp and your brain will start to produce more 10 hertz activity. And I can do that, we, you can do that anywhere. In any region of the brain, depending on- And, and, any, and, and any frequency. So if you know where somebody's brain activity is not where it ought to be, you can help support that pattern of activity being increased. You can retrain the brain electrical activity. This is so interesting. And it replies to a point that I demand when, uh, you know, before the interview, I thought, and I had, the uh, I had the read on the website and so on, but before even reading the website and, and the product that you, uh, that you have developed, which you're going to go to it in a second, I thought, hmm, but then why couldn't I just get a red light therapy and places on my head, right? And, and now, right, now that I'm talking to you, uh, and, you know, by seeing the information on the website, I'm starting to understand more and more and more. If you can control the pulsing and you know what the brain, where the deficit, the deficiency or the overactivity might be, you can then pulse and bring the level of activity that's too high. You can bring it down mm -hmm. and you can bring the activity pattern that's too low. You can bring it up. In addition if the left side and the right side 
are not communicating efficiently enough, you can oh. modify. You can literally modify the pulsing so you could do 10, 10 over here, but you could do 20 over here. And then you can switch and do 10 over here and 20 over here. And you can switch back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And that will stimulate the brain to start reconnecting more efficiently between the hemispheres just by pulsing the light. That is that is amazing. This is uh, absolutely great because that that's what now, you know, is making sense. Why a device like this as a place is not just right. for the biomodulation, which just reminder for the people who are listening for the biomodulation includes red light and rear infrared light, which is um, any, 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 any wavelength of light, which have, any wavelength of light that's shined on the body that alters biological functioning. That's photobiomodulation, photobiomodulation. That's what it means. And you, and you have in your device, you got uh, red infrared and you got also other, other frequencies. Only, only infrared. All infrared. We've we found that 1,070 nanometers, okay. that, wave, that wavelength is especially effective in increasing oxygenated hemoglobin and something called cytochrome C oxidase, which is the active, that's the chemical that, that's the chemical that goes into producing ATP, adenosine okay. triphosphate. Mm -hmm. So the, so the, the protein in the mitochondria that you stimulate with the light is the cytochrome C oxidase. When you stimulate that with the light, it increases the motor, the, the ATP production within the mitochondria. So you're getting an increase in the thing that you need the most. Right in the region that we want it to work. And, and if you use a device like this, right, then you're stimulating the entire brain to increase the ATP in the entire brain. Wow. Okay. So now we're talking with a device that has uh, neurofeedback for the biomodulation. Um, and, and then you said the frequencies, it just regulates the frequencies based the pulsing, the pulsing based on neurofeedback, based on the new yeah. so customized to, to, to your needs. Um, right. Now, for me, it's very clear why a device like like this is very different to just a, a simple uh you know red light therapy device when it comes to cognitive function right that's a sun lamp mm -hmm. yeah that is true yeah that's a sun lamp this you know this is a neurotherapeutic device a photo neurotherapeutic intervention and just for people at home, infrared light cannot be seen by the naked eye. Is that am I correct? Uh, it can oh. uh, up to about eight hundred and fifty. Okay. Yes. Okay. Over that, no. So ten seventy nanometer light, you can't see. You okay. can see it. You can see it with the video through your smartphone. Ah, ah, the infrared. Okay, okay, interesting, interesting, and. And now this is comes for a good cause, and I think at the right moment of history, uh, because you were talking, you were mentioning before about you know dementia, for example, and 
correct me if I'm wrong, but I think dementia is a, among the, you know, the, the four big killers in history. I think dementia is in between, right? I think there is a, a cancer, there's diabetes, um, the, dementia, heart, uh, heart, heart. disease. Uh, yeah. So it's, you know, it tackles a big part of the population, including the ones that think, oh, I don't have dementia. But obviously we know that prevention, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, eventually as, as we get older, uh, prevention, it, it does is contribution yeah, it's more it's more i don't want to have dementia i don't want to get dementia mm -hmm. but there is one other point renato that's important to bring up and that's yeah. because of covid yes 10 to 30 percent of all the people who have gotten covid independent of the severity of their symptoms are going to manifest some degree of long-term neurological problem. Of everyone who's gotten COVID, a percentage, a, a, a serious percentage of those people are going to develop neurological problems regardless of how severe their symptoms were. It doesn't matter. And also because it degrades the immune system, it slowly degrades your immune system. So other diseases that you might've been able to handle now you can't handle them. I, I developed Lyme disease a year after I had COVID. Wow. I, I live in the middle of a city in a brand new house. No ticks, no, no nothing. And all of a sudden, I broke out in an intense you know, fever and I had to go to the hospital. And they finally diagnosed me with Lyme disease. It was it was in me for 20 years when I lived in the suburbs. Ah, and then just managed it after. But I controlled it as long as my immune system was strong. But after a year after COVID, I couldn't, I couldn't protect myself internally anymore. And boom, out came the Lyme disease. And I had to do six weeks of intensive antibiotics to get, re to, get re to recover from the Lyme. Wow. And I'm sure I'm sure that that's happening to lots and lots and lots of people and they don't even know what's going on. There is uh there is now they uh, now that we're talking and then obviously I'm talking about you know my circle of friends and people uh, that I care but a lot of people who sure. got covid and and that's regardless you know I know there was a big debate and there is still about vaccine or vaccine but regardless unvaccinated people who got covid vaccinated people who got covid regardless all categories uh, they right. are um getting uh infected through different things more easily i'm definitely noticing that um yes. so yeah wow okay so that's uh that's that's just your immune more. system right your immune your overall immunity to fight has been degraded oh my gosh and yeah. the neurological the neurological damage is much easier it's much easier to cause neurological damage than on in other parts of the body. So when they get it, when it gets into your brain, that's a really big problem. That's a big problem, isn't it? Because it just, you know, it governs anything. Like it's, uh, you know, if I have to choose between, you know, something like I wanna, I wanna be sane mentally. I think everyone will tell. Obviously, you wanna have your body, your body, your brain both functioning well. But if you have to pick up one, I'll definitely pick up my brain. Um, it's uh, yeah, there is uh, no doubt about that. Um, right. Okay. And so it's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I 
I also was interested, you know, and still that's connecting with what you said at the very beginning of this conversation about, you know, being, you know, the body and the state of minds being chemical and not just, you know, uh, I wouldn't say spiritual, but you, hopefully you know what I mean, right? Just, you know, being, being a lot of, yeah, like more physical than we, that we initially thought of, right? Many decades ago. Uh, and we have many examples, right? Sometimes just, uh, you know, a state of anxiety could be just a, a, a very uh, altered um, uh, imbalance of neurotransmitters, for example, or low motivation yeah. could be just your dopamine levels are, you know, are to the ground, and uh, and, and so it becomes more, it's become more physical and more chemical. That uh, oh, yeah. that what at least I thought and I believed, right? Like I, I remember, I used to be very hard on myself on days where I had. Uh, there was a period where I, you know, went in complete burnout, uh, and the, and right. you know, for me, it lasted for a while. Um, yeah. You know, for people at home listening, burnout lasts for a while, and I, I believe it is a thing. And there were days I had a lot, very low motivation, right? And and sure. I was and I was very hard on myself, right? Thinking it's me, it's me, it's me. Turns out, yes, it was me, but it was also a chemical. It was, it was in. It was in you. That is correct. It yeah. was in you. It wasn't about you. It was literally in you. The, the, yeah, that is correct. And that's it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't that you had a crappy attitude. It's it's not that you didn't think your mother loved you. Uh, yeah, you know? it's yeah. not. It's not that your cat died. I agree. You had you had you had a, an inflammatory process in your gut that was causing a massive overproduction of cytokines in your brain. And no, you really couldn't think clearly. You really couldn't. No, 100%. And I also had another experience that I, uh, I'm i curious to discuss with you and, and share with, with the audience. So uh, I'm, I'm a biohacker, like a full-on biohacker. I've got every device possible in my place. I've taken like lots of supplements a day and, and i do but i have to say you know for people at home just don't try stuff because it can be very dangerous even if you do natural things it can be very dangerous so i work with my functional doctor i study a ton and and i know there are risks involved so just sure. you know just to be said to people because natural sure. doesn't mean not dangerous uh and because of that and that's why i also want to share this story so i was taking a um a copper peptide uh gku uh Anyway, it was a copper peptide and for, uh, you know, for longevity benefits and health benefits. And that was in a normal form. Uh, right. And I was taking uh, higher doses of it, more than necessary. And I went into copper toxicity uh... Uh, with, without, I, I didn't even realize. Uh, the way I realized it is because uh, fortunately, like I knew about the topic and I knew about some of the synthesis of copper toxicity, something right. chemical involved because it just happened like that. And then I and then I said, oh my gosh, I'm getting like 10 times higher copper doses. And because it's a peptide, I didn't make the connection. Right. Uh, but yeah, this is for saying people at home. Yes. So even if something is natural, just be careful because you can overdo things and you can really do big damage. I, I was talking to somebody mm -hmm. today, you know, uh, because they were asking me, well, can I take this mm -hmm. supplement or can I take that supplement while I'm doing the helmet? And I said, look. We try not to practice throwing spaghetti at the wall medicine. Mm -hmm. That's not the model we like, right? 
if you want to place throw spaghetti at the wall in order to come up with an answer, uh, I'm the wrong guy to talk to. <laughs> if you want to collect data, right, and get some evidence and then make decisions based on the evidence, then, okay, we can we should talk. But don't don't ask me, well, what about this? What about that? With no evidence behind it. That's that's not how we want to operate. That's it's not. It, yeah, it's not. And we don't have to operate like that at all. Because there really are ways to measure non-invasively that are accurate, and you really can use those measures to guide what you're doing. And uh, yeah, so thank you for clarifying that because it's something that I'm really strong uh, about it. You know, it's uh, I, I get yeah. it all the time about you know supplement questions. First of all, I'm not a doctor, right, and I cannot give advice, but a lot of people. Uh Exactly. One other thing that I, I, I always, you know, it's like natural medicine and and all kinds of medicine have to you have to stop thinking about it as if it was American capitalism. Right. More is not always better. Mm. Is really. Right. More is not always better. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a habit that people get into. Oh, I need more. I need more of everything. No, <laughs> no. Sometimes, because that's one of the things that happened with the V-Lite. Remember, remember the V-Lite? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Remember the V-Lite? So people were reading the, I mean, we were working with V-Lite for years. I worked with Lou Lim. We did presentations together. But one of the things that was in the brochure was, Put it on, turn it on, and you and let it run for twenty minutes. You can overdo it, definitely, even with light. I'm like, I'm like, wait, how do you know that twenty minutes is okay? How do you know that that's what's useful? You don't, right? And so many people were talking about, oh, I used the I used the V light, but I got these headaches, and I got all sleepy, and my head felt like it was full like a grapefruit, and I was like, yeah, you overdosed. So we have we set the the Neradian up, right? When we when we created mm -hmm. this, there we go. When we created this, I was like, wait, we're gonna set the time from one minute to 30 minutes. And we're gonna tell people to start Desert. three minutes, three minutes, no more, and then stop and wait and watch. And we've had two almost two hundred people now. And very, I would say maybe five people have had negative reactions so far, right? And they went away as soon as they stopped doing too much, you know, because they got had that American capitalism. Oh, I felt so much, so I felt so great and peaceful with the peace program. So I did it three times in a row, and I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> oh yeah, and I got such a headache, and I'm like. Guess what? Don't do that. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, you can definitely overdo it, even with lights, right? And it, it is, yeah. it is a, a medical device at the end. So you, 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 know what? Dosage is important. Do, dosage are like right. attention. Um, yeah, I've said people, if this was a bottle of pills, would you have felt so comfortable just popping a few, or would you have looked at the bottle and done what it said on the bottle? anyway one no 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 100 no it's, it's good to do those um um it's good to share that like it's part of my mission also sharing that because there are hard 
yeah, there are some horrible stories, even on yeah. natural treatment. It's and yeah, I don't know why we tend to think that natural is is it's it's um it's you know super safe and you know it's definitely effective, but it needs to be you know you need to be guarded. Don't don't experiment with yourself because some if you do too much on the wrong side, I'm not talking about red in, in general, you can do very big damage. But I don't want to talk just about negative things. I want to talk also about the positive oh. things and especially the tangible uh, aspect of of uh, of the device. And sure. and maybe what I like to do it's a a, um, a different scenario of you know different profiles of people. The the normal you know uh, person who doesn't have hysteria dementia who just wants to perform better and why right. um, they could benefit from the device. Um, People who have dementia or have a family history of dementia and they right. might want to do it in a preventative way, uh, for sure there is a use case for that. And maybe also if there are other conditions, and that's a, a question mark that I've put out there, other conditions, who could benefit yeah. somehow from it? Like uh, people with OCD, people with ADHD, or simply people with uh, anxiety or um, uh, depression. depression, for example. Yes. Um, so, you, I think I, I, we were, when our email was going back and forth, I said that on the one hand, it, it, it makes complete sense that people would be looking for help with a particular set of symptoms that they're mm -hmm. having. However, the way that neurofeedback and the way that photobiomodulation, I think is most usefully thought about is that these are interventions that are at the very, very foundational level of how the brain organizes itself mm. and how it functions. So if what we're doing with neurofeedback and photobiomodulation is really about increasing the overall efficiency of the central nervous system, right? If mm -hmm. that's what we're really trying to accomplish and what we're doing, then any disorder that is mediated by the central nervous system, if you make the central nervous system function more efficiently, then the question really could be, what wouldn't improve? If you can make the central nervous system function more efficiently, then any disorder is going to get addressed more efficiently. So on the one hand, yes, you can use these tools very specifically to treat neuropsychiatric, neurodevelopmental, and neurodegenerative conditions like dementia, Parkinson's, ALS, you know, Tourette's, MS. You can do, you can think about it that way. You can think about it in terms of depression, anxiety, uh, schizophrenia, bipolar disorder. You know, you can think about it mm -hmm. in those areas. And you can even think about it in terms of autistic spectrum and, and, and Lyme disease, right? You can do it that way. But I think it's easier for people who are not doctors, right, to just say, look, I want to make my brain function more efficiently and mm -hmm. stay healthy, right, without, without risking side effects. That's what this is about. Neurofeedback has no side effect profile at all when done properly. Photobiomodulation, no adverse events have ever been reported in 30 years of research, never, right? When it's done properly, 
when it's not spaghetti thrown at the wall type treatment, mm -hmm. you're not going to see side effects. You're not going to have danger to the person, but you are going to be able to get positive benefits. So that's how I like to think about it. Mm, no, that's that that's a great answer. And um, what what is what do you reckon is the time frame where people are starting to see the benefits? Oh, that's really interesting. I'm going to go back to a little history lesson. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm very curious. Okay. This is this is the Cognito light. Okay. This was the device that we did the original research with. Okay. It was right. This is that we referred to this as Darth Vader meets Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say something like that. It's, looks, you know, it's so anyway, you get the idea. So when we did this, we saw that people were getting responses in six minutes. There was a note, like I would have people like you would come to the office mm. and, they, and you would say, well, how does this work? And how do you know that it works? And I would say, okay. And I would take them to the back of the office where we had big windows. And mm -hmm. I said, look out the window and look at the grass, look at the trees, and then look across the street at the trees far away. Now let's go do this. And they would put the helmet on. They would do it for six minutes. We turn it off. We get back up and go back to the window. Mm -hmm. I say, okay, now look out the window and give me three adjectives. Right? And they would say, brighter, the colors are richer, and I can uh -huh. see I have greater depth of field. Like I can pick out the details, what's close and what's far away, much better. In six minutes. Now almost instantly then. Wow. Yeah, because what but we didn't we didn't change the shape of their eyeball. No. What we did was increase, you know what I mean by throughput? The the data the, the amount of data that was able to be processed from the eye to the occipital part of the brain expanded. It increased, right? by virtue of the light increasing blood flow and increasing the flow of information. That's what happened. So it has a very immediate effect, but it's going to take repeated, you know, over time mm -hmm. to really build that effect and make it stick. And what we found was that when you use the neurofeedback with the photobiomodulation, then you're you're doing two things. You're fixing the biological level of the problem, mm -hmm. right? The underlying tissue level disorder. But then you can repair the electrical connections that got damaged when the tissue got damaged. You can then renormalize the connectivity, which is the efficiency. So if you recreate and improve the efficiency of the brain, then all of the health that you've been promoting with the light can stick. It doesn't just drain away and run, run and run out. That's amazing. That's does the neurofeedback part happens automatically, or is it connected with an app? Um, how does well, it? Well, where we, yeah, where we're where we're going to end up, mm -hmm. right? In the future generations mm -hmm. of the device, is that the EEG. Mm -hmm. The electrodes that measure the EEG are going to be in the helmet. Okay. So you put on the helmet, 
and the EEG is automatically being recorded. And the analysis of the EEG is automatically happening in real time, along with heart rate variability. That's, that's great. So you can, right? So then you have the two data streams. You have the cardiovascular with the heart rate variability mm -hmm. and the neurophysiological with the EEG. And it works like a two-directional guidance system. So the data, the algorithm from the two data streams is what's going to drive the lights. That that's and this this is this is happening already with this device. So you this is coming. This is next. Okay. This is okay. next. That's yeah. That's um. That that's uh. That's super good. So we're talking about like very targeted approach. Once it's, once you get it, completely completely customized. Now. We can do that customization, mm -hmm. but we have to do the brain map. Okay. Then do the treatment, then do the neurofeedback, then do the treatment, then do the neurofeedback. Mm -hmm. And you do that on uh, you do that on a physical clinic, or is it possible? Uh, like you can do it all. Oh no 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 no! Everything we design, we design so you can do it in your living room. Okay, so let's say right now, so let's say, okay, we know, correct me if I'm wrong, we got the future models that would have anything embedded in the helmet, uh, but right now we need to do the neurofeedback uh, and the mapping before. Uh, right. So right. So how would it work right now? So right now I want to start and I'll get, okay. I'll, I'll get the device and I said, I want to start and I want to get the neurofeedback part and, you know, the, that really level of customization that makes this very, very special. Right. How do so I do what it? we would do, what we would do is find someone near you mm -hmm. who can do the brain mapping. Okay, that would take about an hour. Okay, right? They put the they put a cap on you. It has the electrodes. They measure the EEG with your eyes open and your eyes closed for about eight minutes each. That's okay. it. And remember, there's nothing going in. It's just, it just measuring. Mm -hmm. It's a measurement. Right. It's like an EKG, right? The heart EKG, mm -hmm. except they're putting them on your head. That's okay. the same thing. It's the exact same thing, except that where they put the electrodes has been set as a standard. So then I can compare your readings against the average of men who were sampled and screened and put into the database and they were screened to have no physical or psychological or other problems. Mm -hmm. It was just a normal population of people mm -hmm. from six months old to like 92. Okay. Male, female, left-handed, right-handed. Now I can take that EEG data and compare it against the norms for guys your age who mm -hmm. were right-handed. Okay. And I will get I will get results. Then I can set up the program on your laptop that we install. Okay. We install the software on your laptop. You have a little device, you have a little device with elect with electrodes. You put two on your ears, one on each ear, and you put one or two on your head. And then you watch whatever's on the screen. Okay. I don't I don't care. Whatever's on the screen is up to you. However, when you're doing the neurofeedback, mm-hmm you are then going to start controlling the brightness and the volume of whatever is on the screen with your brain. So your brain activity is going to be inside of a set of 
parameters that we set up based on the map. Okay. Like we want to increase, like we want to increase 15. We want to decrease 25. Mm. Okay. So as long as you're doing that, as long as you're increasing 15 and decreasing 25, the brightness and the volume of whatever it is you're looking at on the PC stays constant. As soon as you go outside of that zone, the brightness and the volume drops instantly by 75%. Okay. As soon as you start doing what I want you to do, it comes back full brightness and volume. That's, that's it. And and that's that's with the with the, that's before putting the helmet, right? That's with that's with before the, putting the helmet, right? Before yeah. putting the helmet. Mm. Then I can use the same readings mm -hmm. and I can program the helmet. So if I want to increase 10 over here and I want to decrease 15 over here, mm -hmm. I, can I can program the software in the helmet to do that. And it will pulse more. It'll pulse over here in a way that increases 15 and it'll pulse over here in a way that decreases 25. They, and that's it. So, wow. Well, so... I think by now people can understand that we're talking about like very high level customization. That's not just, hey, get my device. No. My word, and then, yeah, no. It's just, yeah, we're talking yeah. about like proper, proper, uh, proper stuff here. And there is at least three treatment protocols in one. Uh, there's a mapping, there is a, a neurofeedback, and right. there is the actual, the tangible, you know, the um, with, with the helmet that helps you. Because already by neurofeedback alone, you know, by watching the screen, and, yep. and you know, try to control that response. That by itself is already pretty powerful. And for guys, for people who are listening, and neurofeedback, you're watching a screen, you you, you control your your behavior, state of emotion by having a visual feedback in this case. And that's like and a and auditory, uh, and it can be auditory, an auditory, and that is a, a essentially a training for your mind to change your unconscious responses, unconscious responses. So that by itself it's already pretty powerful. On top of that, you get also a device that helps you um, um, stabilize the, the frequency between right. the regional data. And that, that's wonderful. That's, that's, that's amazing. So, so, the, so, in, so the light can deliver, because you're delivering the light and the light has biological properties, mm -hmm. real biological effects, you're feeding the brain something the brain needs, literally but you're also training the brain electrically by the pulse rate and the duration and the location. So people who just want to feel people who want to do biohacking yeah. and don't, and don't really want this level of specificity. There are preset protocols that you mm -hmm. can see in the radiant. Mm -hmm. There are preset protocols for, I just want to feel peaceful. Boom. I just want to be able to focus. Mm -hmm. Boom. I just want to feel more energy. Boom. I want to make my skin feel healthier and have a glow. I want to take care of the wrinkles. Boom. I can do that. The the helmet is preset with those protocols, right? And that that you don't need my consultation or any of the mm -hmm. clinicians consultation, but the four quadrant model is something that's really available only to people who have a diagnosis who really are looking to do something 
specific. And then they're getting three months of consultation with me directly over Zoom, where we're working on improving and, and making the treatment mm -hmm. much more specific and customized. So I guess in, in that bucket, it fits very well. Like for example, people with trauma, that will fit very yes. well. Um, yes. Uh, will people with OCD fit in that as well? O OCD is an anxiety disorder. Mm. So anything that is that, that has a psycho um, somatic Psychological. response, yeah, yeah, it's, right. it, it's uh, and that that so so many people get uh, so that's why I'm I'm very I'm getting more closer and closer into like you know the health mental health topic because right. um, if you watch my past videos or whatever I'm, yeah. I've been I've been more about like uh, and I'm still am about like physical performance and getting better and sure. better. Um, sure. sure. Almost giving for granted the mind, mind and mental health, uh, but that that is a part. You know, for some people, people with anxiety, people with depression, people with trauma, that's a bit. You know, their life has been you know a a worse slowdown. You know, a best sorry, a best slowdown by you know normal activities. A worse, even just you know taking away the simple simple the great pleasures of life. Uh, you know, as you know. And taking a coffee and enjoy life, you know, because that anxiety for some people is already there, is already present. And, you know, without talking for depression and so on. So here we're talking about a real alternative for people. And and that's yeah. that's something very excited. Uh, and right, but, now, yeah, right now we're talking about, you know, there are 350 million people right now who need what we're talking about. 350 millions? Worldwide. Worldwide. All the people with dementia. All the people with dementia, mm -hmm. all the people with traumatic brain injury, right? All the people, all the people with COVID who have neurological injury, all the people with Parkinson's. So if you add that all up, we're looking at about 350 million people. Yeah, I think that's uh, not sure about the number, but that seems a very conservative estimate. I think it could could, could be could be. Uh, uh, well. What, what the reason I use that number is that some people get all, you know, excited about the fact that we're we're encouraging people to develop new technology. Mm -hmm. The foundation is the foundation is not interested in protecting against competition. Mm, yeah. People are like, oh, you got to go get patents and you got to go do this and you got to go do that. And I'm like, do, do you know how big the number 350 million is? That that is that is true. It's a lot of people. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? <laughs> There's a lot of people. Yeah. Would would you know for the full protocol? Um, do you cover any geo? Uh, I know you you re replied to this to me before, but do you cover any uh, geolocation? For example, Australia. Do do you have? Would you? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Because I know a lot of people are listening from Australia as well, oh, and they yeah, ask. Okay. Yeah, we have, um, and we have a very strong relationship with Michael Liner at mm. Lifespan Dynamics, mm. and we're very, we, I really like his cell cell LED multiphase uh, pad, which I think is terrific, and we we want to work closely with all of the people who are doing photobiomodulation, and we want to encourage them to start looking at using 1070 nanometer diodes and wavelengths, mm. including that into their into their programs uh, because we know that it works in some ways it works better than the lower frequency the lower wavelength devices and so why not 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious about okay. what's because I, I know people are gonna are gonna ask in the comments. So I'm just gonna ask uh, here. What about the uh, pricing for the full service for you know getting the the mapping? Well, Obviously, the mapping is extendable plus the consultation and the device. And well, just what we did, yeah, what we did <clears throat> now, Neuronic is the company that was created to market and develop the Neuradian technology. Quiet Mind Foundation is a not-for-profit research and consultation group. We don't really sell stuff. Okay. That's not okay. We do the research, we do the consultation, and we have now a, a relationship with Neuronic to market the Neuradian. Mm -hmm. And that's why it says, you know, Neuronic, Neuronic with, research, with research by Quiet Mind. Mm -hmm. Quiet Mind yeah. Right. So Neuronic is taking responsibility for marketing and sales and development of the helmet. The neurofeedback is coming, and that's still the responsibility of Quiet Mind Foundation. Okay. So if people are interested in the neurofeedback and the, the, the home training, they can come to me directly and I'll help them get set up. And we sell that equipment for $1,750. And we bill only for the time that we spend analyzing the session by session data in groups of like 10 or 20 sessions at a time. So we bill at $180 an hour in 15 minute increments. And people, we don't need that much time. You know, we're maybe doing 30, 45 minutes a month. Mm -hmm. And people can do as many sessions as they want. It's, it's theirs. We teach them how to do it. The equipment belongs to them, and that's it. The helmet has two prices. One is for the people who don't need the consultation. Mm -hmm. That's $29.95 US. Okay. The consultation and four-quadrant model is $49.95 US. <clears throat> and then at the end of three months... If we decide that it's really not working for you, then you will you can apply and send the material, send it back, and they will give you 80% of your money back on the helmet. So, it, you know, it's, it's about making something that works, not making money. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And, and this is something that can literally change people's lives itself. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> So it's much more important to us that we have those three months of being able to get people to understand how to approach using these tools to their greatest effect. And the other thing is that I really want to work with people like you and the people in functional medicine, the people in high performance to get the information that functional medicine has to be part of this process in order to get rid of the underlying toxicity, right? Then build the capacity for change with the photobiomodulation, then repair the connectivity. So you've got a complete reparative, protective process, not just pieces, and certainly not spaghetti at the wall. Our neuropsychologist mm -hmm. who does the neuropsychological testing is bilingual and Italian. Oh really? Oh, that's it. <laughs> and, we, and we have, and we have, and Antonio Candela, 
is in Italy and he's a recode functional medicine nutritional consultant. And Antonio is now learning how to do photobiomodulation. So we have somebody in Italy who people can consult with right now. That's yeah, that's that's amazing. Um, I'll send you the I'll send you his information. Yeah, please. And also for for people listening, I'm gonna you know once the episode is published, I'm gonna put the show notes in with how to reach you, the website, and uh, okay. the the information about Antonio uh, and how to reach him and so on. But I also want people to understand that there is you know I just want to emphasize it once again. There are a lot of pieces in the puzzle, uh, you know, here, you know, there is mapping neurofeedback, there is a consultation, there is a device. So there's really a lot of things. Uh, and I think the benefit that you can get from it are like very, very high. Uh, there is a, pretty much everyone fits in a bucket in a way or another. Uh, so it's uh, it's amazing. It's outstanding. Um Another thing I'd like to ask you, Dr. Marvin, is, is even because every, every episode I like to give the... Uh, three layers of three i call it like the the value ladder right on um uh for people when it comes to health benefit for the topic that we're discussing about so for example now we're talking about mental health mental performance cognitive performance and the three layers are what is the things that people can do for free today to enhance it cognitive performance and mental health and then what is the things that is like first level premium something that they can do with um let's say anywhere which is up to two hundred dollars and then the premium is op- the very premium option which we just discussed so i just okay. want to discuss what, what, what would be your suggestions there are two things uh for absolutely no money mm-hmm. right you can start by paying attention to whether you breathe through your nose or your mouth Mm. and whether you inhale through your nose or your mouth and you can start to practice only inhaling through your nose even when you're talking okay that's Uh (laughs) it which you know you have you know so i've been breathing through my nose this whole conversation right and the reason is that when you breathe in through your nose you stimulate the part of your nervous system that helps you relax okay when you breathe in through your mouth and into your upper chest you automatically stimulate the production of adrenaline in your blood okay so you're so you're immediately causing all of the changes that happen when you're stressed simply by virtue of the fact that you're breathing in through your mouth. And also the heart rate variability benefit, which comes as a consequence. Okay, great. Sounds simple, but... Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's... And, and, and the other one is if you start counting the number of times that you breathe in one minute so in and out equals one if you stop and just simply start a timer and just count the number of times you breathe in a minute one of the things that you can start to look at is working on 
decreasing the number of breaths per minute and becoming more and more comfortable with less breaths per minute. Because the more breaths per minute, the more likely you are to be hyperventilating up in your chest. Okay. The less breaths per minute, the more you're going to be breathing diaphragmatically. The other free thing on YouTube is something called Brain Gym, G-Y-M. Okay, Brain Gym. Brain Gym. And that is a series of exercises that is designed to help re-establish the left and right hemisphere communication. Ah, amazing. Okay, okay. I'm going to do that today, right away. Uh, yeah, and it's very, hmm. it's fun. The, a lot of children videos of people doing, you know, exercise with children. The music is terrible. But <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but those are two that people can do right off the bat that will be significantly helpful. For one or two hundred dollars, you can get something that helps you monitor your um, respiration. You can also get something to monitor the pulse oximeter, the mm. blood oxygen. Okay. Oh yeah, and that's you, uh, that's like twenty twenty dollars or something. Okay. Dollars, right? And you can combine that with the breaths per minute. Okay, and so that's, you, a, that's so a very powerful combination. That is great. That's uh, okay. That's a uh, very great insights there. And for people who, let's say, want to get, they say, okay, I want to start with the neurofeedback in the consultation from you guys, and sure. then sure. and then getting the device in a second moment, they can definitely do that as well. Sure, sure, sure. And and people can consult with me directly just by you know setting up a time for consultation and i just bill it a I bill you know i think uh 250 for a full consultation mm -hmm. so that's around your 200 point okay yeah yeah can, absolutely they can do a full consultation with me and that way i can help them by serving more like the clinical quarterback mm -hmm. right instead of the patient that's the insanity of the system, right? Now, all of a sudden, the patient is supposed to be making all the choices about what thing to use when it's like, are you kidding me? How did that's crazy? I, so I can help I can help with giving people the lay, the lay of the land. What are the options that you could choose from? And then which ones would make more sense based on how much time you have, how much energy you've got and how much money or resources you have? That sounds great. And uh, so this is something very, what you just said is something very personal to me on a slightly different topic. Uh, okay. so, uh, my mom is is fighting and, you know, now I can say, thank God, it's she seems to be willing, you know, again, touch food against cancer, right? And last year in 2020, so in the middle of COVID, she, uh, you know, the, the, the cat, she had a um, um, uterus cancer, you went to the ovaries, you went to the low abdomen, stage four. Um, you know, it was very bad. But what made it even worse, and that's connected to the things that you said before, oh, is yeah. that the figure that was missing at the time was this. So she was getting thrown left and right to, you know, do a test in, in this lab, do a test in this other lab, go to the hospital for this test, and now go to the other hospital for the chemo, and then go there. So we're talking about five, six, seven different, you know, entities, medical entities 
and there was right. no they would not talk to each other oh. uh, the way of talking to each other was through a piece of paper. And that's, you know, I just want to emphasize, that's not just an individual situation. That's everyone. That's, you know, was my situation, but that's for everyone. And there was no project manager that to, to talk with them all and to manage clinical coord Clinical coordinator. That's a figure that is, is so... Where, where, so where are they? Where is that person? It's so needed. It's so needed it's because insane. what happens is that... Right. Elites, because the entities in the laboratories and the hospital, they're not talking to each other. They are to a certain degree, but they're not doing so effectively. You know, essentially just a number, another piece of paper. Elites, it leads to mistakes that cannot be reversed. In the case so of you my, know who, mm -hmm. yeah, you know who the the clinical coordinator in the U.S. Mm -hmm. insurance company. Ha. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. That's not. Uh, what's wrong with this picture? They're the ones saying, oh, no, no, you don't need that. You need this. Go. Wait a minute. What? It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, a very, it's a very sad reality. In, um, and, yeah, so we need features, we need features like that. Uh, um, yeah. We need also, to know how to, yeah, we need to know how to become mm -hmm. our own clinical coordinators and using, you know, media like you, you know, people like you, to create a community where there's real information that people can get a hold of and make use of, that's what's going to make the difference. Yeah, no, no, absolutely, hundred percent. And uh, even myself, like I learned, and you know, I had this series of conditions that are for, fortunately now they've passed. Uh, but if it wasn't for you know learning and you know understanding even simple things, which is the best medical figure to to consult because sometimes that's something it sounds basic but it's not as basic right. It, right. it um it definitely it definitely helps so yeah definitely um uh that's that's at least the mission share as much information as we can sometimes i'm against the roadblocks from medicine something up oh, is genetic there's nothing you can do i always think there is always a way uh again i always you know preach of doing things with caution uh, if you don't know what yeah. you're doing, just you know, all, always consult with the medical professional, a functional doctor, and so on. But uh, yeah. always speak, all, all you know, always hear a second opinion as well. Uh, sometimes you know, some people may not um, correctly diagnose a certain condition, whatever that might be. Uh, yeah, always speak with a second opinion, trying to learn. There is always something out there. Or, but, but you know, don't don't treat Doctor Google as the you know the end all know all authority agree <laughs> yeah be careful yeah we well, that's why that's why we want to do this kind of public education that's why client mind has been doing this for all this time is just to get people to start thinking more holistically so i really appreciate you know you having me on and you know us being able to have this conversation i i think it's really important people know that there really are options. There really is hope, and um, and that they should keep looking and keep asking good questions. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Dr. Marvin, so first of all, I want to thank you for you know being given longer than we forecasted. Uh, but it's been you know an absolute pleasure. I love having people with enthusiasm on the show. I'm gonna leave with one question. I know I'm I'm the most rude uh, host uh, on the planet because I always ask people. 
their age. So uh, because I, I'm curious, and then I'm gonna connect. Oh, I'm gonna tell you I, why I asked this. I, I I turned 72 yesterday. You know, sometimes you go to uh, some people are gonna hate me for this, but sometimes you go to uh, you know to a dietitian to lose weight, and and they are like overweight, and there's nothing against being overweight, but like I tend to trust people who uh, you know they. What's the saying on that? They do what they preach, right? So I wouldn't trust. It's I wouldn't trust someone who is not leading by example, right? Um, fifteen years. Fifteen years, yeah. Three to five times a week, fifteen years. And and that's what I was about to say. So first of all, and now right, and now I have this. You, I you use like this. Oh yeah, you you're like yeah. very switched on for you know uh, it's and that that's what I've asked you the you know for uh, I first of all you look younger than seventy two and but also you are you know like that's what I want to be at seventy two I want to be very like you're very switched on and so you definitely do what you preach and, and I don't mean just you know by being yeah. by be obviously being smart and I mean you know a. Uh, um uh, studying for decades your fields like you have enthusiasm when, when i say switched on i also mean enthusiasm uh um you know which is you know so many people as they age they lose you, enthusiasm. you said passion you said passion, passion vitality and that's you know that's 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 something that i really um i admire and and that's that's why I, i've asked how, how old were you uh because i you know uh i, I want to be keeping the same passion you know, even in their older age, uh, that's that's equally important. So, um, definitely, stay positive. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Doctor Marvin, it's oh. been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much, so much value. Uh, I've learned so much, and uh, let's definitely be arrivederci. 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 Hey there! Thanks for listening. Before we conclude, I'd like you to remind you something very, very important. This episode, as well as this podcast in general, is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Listeners should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they may have. Please, please, please. If you have any medical condition, consult your physician first. Disclaimer given, I would love for you to subscribe to this podcast and to leave me a review. That will help me a lot. We're just starting out. We have already a lot of great interviews down the line, which you don't want to miss. So hit the subscribe button so you will get notification for the next exciting episode. I'll see you next time.